This is Clear as Mud, the show that gets into the nitty-gritty of God's Word. Today we're in Exodus chapter 22. Open up your Word and let's read along together, shall we? So we're in the midst of Exodus. This is the 22nd chapter. A bit of background, a bit of a reminder. This is the Moses story, you know, let my people go, goes to Pharaoh, um, splits the water, all that stuff, you know, goes through all of this. And for what reason? Well, the people were crying out for a long time. They were under the thumb of Pharaoh. It was a miserable, miserable life. So God pulls them out of this place and is trying to help them to become an established people that love and care for each other, that live as a covenant community, that follow certain rules and guidelines that allow them to have a better life. And it's not under Pharaoh anymore. To have the freedom, the opportunity to really thrive. So they're pulled out of where they were, what they're familiar with. So now it's kind of like, you know, reminding yourself how to ride a bike again. If you've not been free for so long, being able to take that on again is is really difficult. So Moses is trying to give them different instructions. And part of this is just, you know, not only encouraging them to follow God, but also discouraging them from the practices they've taken on when they were under Pharaoh. This is where we get into verse 18. He's instructing them, telling them things to do and to not do. Uh, he's in the midst of this long discussion with them. And this this particular verse, this is verse 18 we're talking about, um, it really stood out to me because it just, if you're going to set up a covenant community of people that love and care for each other, at the first reading, this is not how you do it. This seems out of context, out of place. This seems really bad. So just hear me now. This is This is verse 18 of chapter 22 of Exodus. It says, Do not allow a sorceress to live. Did you get that? Again, do not allow a sorceress to live. Now, when I first read that, it it shocked me. I couldn't believe, I think, you know, God, are you calling your covenant people to to kill others? That doesn't seem, and I got to thinking, you know, this happens elsewhere in scripture too, but I know that's not who God is, and it's so challenging. So we have to pull back a minute and look at other pieces of scripture that reference this as well and begin to paint a picture of what does this mean? What are they trying to say? And I think I figured it out. So read with me now. Uh, follow around. We're going to jump around the Bible some. In Leviticus, go to chapter 19. We're looking at verse 26 to start off with. It says, Do not eat any meat with the blood still in it. Do not practice divination or seek omens. Don't cut the hair at the sides of your head. Uh, verse 28 says, Do not cut your bodies or put tattoo marks on it. Don't degrade your daughter by making her a prostitute. It goes into all these details. And you're thinking, wait. What What is this list? Well, at verse 31, it gives you your first hint. It says, Do not turn to mediums or seek out spiritists, for you'll be defiled by them. Now, that in itself is really important. It starts to open it up. And if you go into Deuteronomy 18, at verse 9, it says this. It says, When you enter the land of the Lord your God is giving you, don't learn to imitate the detestable ways of the nations there. Which sounds a lot like what Moses was telling them to do, right? You know, you're taking on this land... Don't imitate what they do. They're saying, let no one be found among you who sacrifices their son or daughter in the fire, who practices divination or sorcery. Ah, now we're getting to this point. When they're talking about, you know, don't let this person live among you, they're, they're saying, don't let this person live among you. They are not good for this community of people. They're not good for communities in general. Really, the way that they practice their faith, it's not a peaceful faith. 
It is the faith of violence and hurt and harm that it would even kill children and hurt their loved ones. This is people that would put on, you know, they would cut themselves, they would cut their hair, they would degrade their sons and daughters, they would do anything they could to try to get power. It's such a corrupt system. Part of the corruption of this system is that it is, you know, they would practice child sacrifice. It was a way of them trying to get foretelling of what's going to come or control over certain events or people. It was a way for them to just do a flat-out power grab. You know, the sacrifice wasn't just of the life of these individuals. It was also the sacrifice of their own morality. It was toxic to the community. It wouldn't allow it to continue. So this was the real problem with this, was don't let it be among you. Don't let it continue among you. Don't let it exist among you. Don't let it happen. But the problem is, of course, this is not so simple as saying, well, don't do that. So time and again, God's people, God's children here, they do it. Look at Jeremiah 27, starting at verse 8, which this is um, should be pretty familiar to you. This is the King Nebuchadnezzar, you know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. But before it gets into that, this is King Nebuchadnezzar back in Jeremiah. And it says about following him and saying, don't listen to the prophets, the diviners, your interpreters of dreams, your mediums, your sorcerers, who would essentially be lying to you. Now we know how that goes, right? He calls upon them in Daniel. So in Daniel, Nebuchadnezzar has dreams and his mind is troubled. And so the king summons in, watch this now, summons in magicians, enchanters, sorcerers, and astrologers. Now, before we go too further, I don't know why they're using astrologers. It doesn't mean people that study the stars, okay? It's not the same thing as astrologers of today. It's the closest interpretation we have to people that look at the stars and interpret signs in them. That's a far cry from astrologers today, so don't get caught up in that. They're calling upon all these different people to come to the court, speak to King Nebuchadnezzar to interpret his dream. And this is what they found, and time again, they fail. They fail to interpret what this means. They don't know what the dream is. He keeps saying, you know, if you can tell me uh, that you can interpret the dream, first tell me what my dream was, and they couldn't do it. But regardless, after they go through this, even if they couldn't, quote, interpret it, they figure out, you know, in the end, and end up building this gold statue. And King Nebuchadnezzar says, you're going to worship it. Which again, this is something that Moses warned them about. This is something they've talked about time and again, is don't prop up things that can't hold up to your worship. It can't hold up to what you're relying on. You can't rely on this stuff. It's not going to be there for you when you need it the most. This is the problem. You can't set your community, your culture. You can't lay this bad foundation and then start stacking on it. It's going to crumble. It's going to cause a lot of hurt. This is why they got pulled out of Egypt. The system was set up, but it was not a good system. It used slaves, it used enslavement, so that's why it had to be pulled out of. And so again, now we see another culture, and they're setting up on this really bad foundation. So this king, Nebuchadnezzar, then says to the people, well, anytime there's music or something comes along where we're, we're having the, the lyre and the trumpets play out, you need to prostrate, you know, lean forward, you need to worship this thing. And so, you know, this is kind of a recap for those that have read it, but Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they refused. You know, they said, we're not, we're not going to do that. I'm sorry, we can't. So, of course, they're ordered to be put into the furnace. And for me as a kid, I remember hearing this story and thinking, why on earth is this not, is this okay with everyone else? Because it didn't sit well with me. We're throwing people into the fire and we're just going to glaze over that fact. But the truth, the reality is, is that keep in mind, King Nebuchadnezzar, he, he is following these wizards, these magicians, these people who think that it became such a commonplace practice to put people in a fire alive. 
to burn them alive. It's it's just incredible. So they take these individuals, throw them in, and as you know the story, they come out unharmed. When we talk about don't let a sorceress live among you, what we're really talking about is do not tolerate child sacrifice, self-harm, hurting your community, hurting your neighbor, things that are toxic, toxic to a community, things that would be destroying it. Don't let that be among you. This is part of what they're talking about is, I pulled you out of this for a reason. Don't go back to it. This is not something you want to have here among you. Don't let it be there. These individuals who've been through so much, these individuals who are now seeking a better way forward, and Moses tells them, and time and again their leaders are supposed to tell them, but leaders can fail you, structures can fail you, you must lean on God and God's people. Stay in the covenant commitment. Because after all, we were not meant to face life alone. So, speaking of that, next week we'll be looking at Ephesians chapter 5, verse 22 that says, Wives, submit to your husbands. Now, don't worry, this was a little bit out of context, but we will unpack it together next week. Again, that's Wednesday next week. Until then, God bless. Thanks for tuning in.